when I lined them up. Well, there you go. That's crazy. Okay. That's what I do. Welcome to the podcast, everybody. Shut the fuck up, Mache. We're starting. <laughs> Uh, it's another week of this. It's another week of, of this. Hey, we had a week off. That is true. Well, people don't know about that, Abby. Don't tell them. We didn't have a week off. All we do is record podcast and sleep. Sometimes. We Did... don't even sleep most of the time. This what? is our life now, yeah. <laughs> this is everything. We're not getting paid. Where's our sponsorships? Exactly. This is my gin. Uh, it's definitely time for somebody to pay us to do this. Because... Yeah. Um, we never have problems with recordings. There hasn't been one messed up recording with bad sound quality ever in, on this podcast. <laughs> zero, zero stuff like that. Uh, we always stay on point. Uh, all the discussions are related to what we're talking about. Uh, Our podcasts are always exactly an hour long. Exactly. Perfect time. Uh, no bits. No bits. Never. <laughs> we would never dream of doing a bit. Yes. There's no failed improv <laughs> attempts that I have to cut out during the edit that never happened yes and um there's also never any you know um racism or um sexism or uh general discrimination also that one's true there is sexism frequently what that's crazy um yeah that is true that happens sometimes also there are no references to previous episodes relating to bits that were cut out that never happened either definitely didn't happen (laughs) now uh definitely never happened (laughs) I want all the listeners to know that Mache's beard is... First of all, Mache has a beard. There's no guaranteeing that they know what we look like. It's not just our friends who listen. We have legitimate fans. Like that guy from Mexico. Yeah, how's he doing? Um, Was that a boo? It was a woe. Oh, that was a woe, okay. (laughs) I guess racism is now included in our podcast. That is true. I just said it wasn't, but... You're talking about my beard. You're sharing information yeah. on that with the listeners. Um, Mache has always had facial hair, but in true quarantine style, it has now become quite a, a significant beard. I would describe it as Amish. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you joined the Amish? The Amishes. Um, <laughs> no. Can you just join them? Is that how it works? I have no idea. I, no I don't idea. think so. I think I if think you, you abandon be... your goods and just walk into a, a field somewhere in the depths of new england they find you i feel like you can be adopted into it i feel like the only way to not be born into it is to be adopted into it like Mm. i remember in living amish or breaking amish or whatever it was called was it breaking amish probably it was probably it was at the time of breaking bad so like probably and there was people who had like been adopted like put up for adoption and then adopted into amishism which doesn't like sound doesn't sound like the ideal situation it's like you're going to get adopted for a better life. And it's like, no, you're going to be adopted into Amishness where you can't really live. Well, I mean, I'm sure they're happy. I don't know. They're probably doing an awful lot better than we are right now. That's yeah. true. I mean, minus the fact they definitely no. don't have vaccines. No, because one of them gets coronavirus. Do we so. have vaccines? Like, I mean, not for like coronavirus, but I mean, in comparison to the vaccines we have access yeah. to, the Amish definitely have access. What? Access. So yeah, welcome to Fuck on Kill. This is a podcast. Um, it's a podcast about about the latest in tech. <laughs> latest in tech. <laughs> the latest in tech is sometimes the Amish community because those are the two topics we are experts on. Yeah, 
Today we have we have a special guest. It's the ghost of Steve Jobs. Whoa. Welcome. Welcome to Ghost of Steve Jobs. Um, Welcome, Steve Jobs. What did you think of Ashton Kutcher's performance? Hot. Thank you. Any thoughts on <laughs> iPhone 11? Piece of shit. Interesting. Yeah. Thanks, Steve. Thanks for that, Steve. Uh, that's yeah. enough now. You can leave. Steve He's got to go back to hell. Yeah. Oh. Where he back. belongs. Yeah. <laughs> That is true. <laughs> well, that is that, well that that was not true. That we don't have the ghost. I mean, we do. We did, but that was just a quick, quick cameo, <laughs> quick cameo from from Steve Jobs. That that that. It was person. a teaser for the real, the real occasion. Oh, you gotta list him on the IMDb page for this episode. You know, let's speak until you have been introduced. I'm sorry, I just am packing about you IMDb. You won't be spoken until spoken to. Another thing you about Fuck on Kill. Spoken to. We we have many rules on this podcast, and they have to be adhered to. <laughs> Otherwise, um, the gods eat us. Guests must only speak when addressed. Um, <laughs> no alcohol allowed. Mm-mm. No cursing. Always eat all your vegetables. Um, right, are you hearing Steve Jobs talking now? We're not addressing him, so he keeps silent. There you go. That's how you keep him in check. That's how you keep your CEOs in check. Set ground rules. What are we doing? Yeah, what I don't know. That, uh, <laughs> something we never do on this podcast, which is bits and improv. We never, we never, we always get straight to the point. Straight to the point. Dead on the point. We never record for more than four hours. Uh. <laughs> we only ever record for one hour, maybe one hour in a minute, but we cut that minute out. We make up the time. Yes. Does this get cut into an hour long ever? Yeah, um, yeah. What are you talking about? Our our, our episodes are as neat. Wow. We've never had to split episodes into parts. Wow. Well, hush was an hour fifteen. It's pretty. Well, pretty well, I guess we kept pretty hush during that recording. Uh... So that's that that that's an example of something that gets cut out. No, that was funny. Yeah, it wasn't as it wasn't a good bow sound. See, that was an example of when you were allowed to talk as much. I said your name. Mm. Can I make a bow sound? No, you see, no one said your name that time. (sighs) Megan, fuck's sake! Do the do the bow sound. Thank you. That was a lot. Do you want to hear? Do you want to hear my Yoshi sound? Is this becoming a competition between you two now? No, but this is actually legitimate. This is really good. I, I request it on many occasions. Okay. I'm nervous. I'm on the spot. What sound is it? I put myself on the spot. Yoshi? Oh, okay. You know Yoshi? Mm-hmm. You know what sound he makes? I don't remember, but tell me. Well, then it's not going to be as effective. Yoshi! <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that good because I need to be able to hear myself properly. I liked it. And these are noise counts. I thought it was pretty good. Thank you. To all our confused listeners, um, <laughs> today's episode, we have a very special guest. And that special guest... It's Megan, Abby's sister. That's why you're thinking that there's two people like that Abby's been duplicated and she talks to herself. That's not true. <laughs> we have Megan on the Although show. Oh, she wishes it was. Hello, Megan. Megan yeah, did, yeah, didn't yeah. say anything before the start of the podcast. So, so Megan, say nope. hi. Hello. Hi, Welcome Megan. to the podcast, Megan. Megan's my older sister. I'm a celebrity guest. She, well, I wouldn't go that far. She has a... her Her voice is more American sounding neither of us are american in any way no but um 
that's a way you could differentiate us. Yeah, I had to consciously try and make my voice less American at some point. Huh. But I don't know how much I I don't totally think it was succeeded. Well, no. I don't think TVA. it's fully American. I don't know. Some people tell me I sound it's American, not... but I don't that's also not really true. I think it's I think it comes down to people like Irish people might be like, "Are you American?" to Megan. I also have people say it to me, not mm-hmm. as frequently, but I've had people be like, "Oh, I thought you were American," specifically because my boyfriend and also um my mother's fiance is American. Same so person. Like, oh, she are has American. They're they not the same American. person, luckily. Um, Bad, but grammar. they're like, they're like, you have ties to America, and so you are American. But um, the difference is in America, people can like identify that you're not American. Yes, you don't belong anywhere. It's true. Sometimes in America, I'd like to put, I like to put on a Canadian accent when I'm trying to push through people. You know, so they don't think I'm Irish. They don't think I'm American. They do think I'm Canadian. What's your Canadian you accent? Can you give us Irish? a taste? Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's great. <laughs> that is perfect. <laughs> so effective. <laughs> so effective. Uh, but to our listeners, a good way to differentiate between Megan and Abby is um, one says terrible things all the time and one is very nice. Uh, if you are a listener for a long time, I think you can figure out which is which. Uh, so it's Meg- me I'm the nice one yes wow. that, that's exactly what I meant um, so Megan is actually a very important figure in the history of in the lore of Fuck Hot Kill um, uh, that's true very important figure there's lore? yeah um, there's, of course there is there's stuff that happens there's stuff that didn't happen but everybody talks on the internet how it, it had to happen so I think Megan you were there when we we're talking about the name, right? I think you helped with the name. Yes, was... and I was doing a mock logos for different names. Mm, that is correct. You also created a logo for Falcon Kale. I did. The logo that we are using right now. Logo. Uh, you were there when we recorded our first episode um, mm-hmm. in the in the second room, but there there's mentions of you there. So you are part of the lore, right from episode Yay. one. Whoa. That's crazy. Mm. She was there for another episode and we kicked her out. Yeah. That's you, true. You were playing Crash Bandicoot and we, it was too loud. Oh, yeah. The thing about Megan. Mm. <sighs> and there's a lot. But the thing about Megan is that she's a scaredy cat. Yeah. She is afraid of um, roller coasters. Yeah. And like, but when I say roller coasters, I mean like the tamest of roller coasters. So if you've been to Disney, and you know Big Thunder Mountain, which is like the roller coaster for children, Megan to this day won't get on that. It's you got scary. you got on it a couple of years ago, and you're like, it's still scary, and you're like, nope, it's not. Well, there were different ones. There were three different types of Big Thunder Mountain. The one in Paris is definitely the worst one, and then the one in California was the nicest one. And okay. then Florida's in the middle. And did you go on the one in Florida or in California? I'm yes, not convinced you did. I did. I'm not convinced. We you have did. witnesses. Hmm. Um, is that a different thing than Space Mountain? Yeah. Oh my Space God. Mountain is like intense. Yeah. I okay. won't go on Space Mountain. I nearly lost okay. a backpack on Space Mountain. Yeah. When Abby went on on Space Alone. Mountain, I went on the nice, friendly uh, magnet train ride that brings you through the back of Space Mountain. So I could hear everyone screaming on Space Mountain, but I was just having a very nice, tame magnet powered cart ride i was just on space mountain alone there were two girls queuing behind me or in front of me just talking about their sex lives 
I was like, ah, Disney. The Typical happiest Disney. place on earth. Um, but, so yeah, Megan is quite afraid. She doesn't like horror movies. Full stop. Um, Megan is afraid. She doesn't like horror. She, Megan really likes video games, but she doesn't like horror video games. Mm-hmm. So, like, she makes me play them. I enjoy playing them, but like that's the reason I started playing them because Megan was like, I, I need to experience this game, but I don't want to play it. Yeah. Like, I still feel like I need to play The Last of Us before The Last of Us 2 comes out, but I really need to psych myself up for that experience. You know, when this episode comes out, The Last of Us 2 will have already premiered. Whoa, <gasps> there's not enough time. That's so exciting. Ah, I need to play faster. Quick. So, so, what is it about um, horror related content, Megan, that you think is, is hard for you to stomach? Well, I don't like death. Okay. And I don't like, like, body horror. Mm-hmm. I don't like gore. Mm-hmm. I don't like jump scares. Mm-hmm. I don't like the feeling of adrenaline. So you like the feeling <laughs> of adrenaline. Th- okay. No. You like people to be say relaxed. that adrenaline is great. Yeah. No, adrenaline is just anxiety on, like, cocaine. And people say you feel better after, you know, going through something like a roller coaster. And you're exhilarated. I don't get that. I just feel like I'm dying. Just mm, for the true. lore, Megan, can you note how many times have you taken cocaine in your life? <laughs> Zero. Mm-hmm. That's what I thought. So how, can you, how can you compare that? <laughs> I am... Um, when we went on... We went on the Jurassic Park ride in Universal Studios Florida. And we it has like a 90-foot vertical drop. Mm-hmm. Um, and we got Megan on it. And when we... Went, after the drop... Megan was like <laughs> hyperventilating and crying and was like, I'm dying. And me and my mom were laughing at her and she was like, no, it's not funny. You don't understand. I'm dying. I was straight up having a panic attack. Yeah, and you were laughing and the at two her. of those were laughing at me. Because it was funny. She said she was dying. And we were like, you're not. Organs had all shifted places. Megan, no, they hadn't. They had she almost. still stands by them. Well, she, she felt upset. Like, why did you have to Thank make fun of her? Because it was Thank really you. funny. They forced me to go on it, and then they laugh at my suffering. We didn't force you to go on it. You guilted me to go on it. You deserved it. Did you guys ever throw up after a roller coaster? I've no. never been on a roller coaster that would make me throw up. You nearly threw up after Harry Potter and the I Forbidden Journey. I was about journey. to say, other than the Forbidden Journey. Because we went on one too many times. <laughs> was so I nearly threw up after that, to be fair. Because like, it's, it's a virtual reality one, so it's like... Oh, shit. And, and, and I don't feel like that's a roller coaster in the same way because it, because it was suspended and because it was kind of more like a story that you were going through. Your it brain has to process a lot. Yeah, so it's very different. But then it was a lot of motion. And then we had the fast pass to just go into the quick queue. And so we just kept going on it like four times in a row. And then I was like, nope, nope, I'm going to get sick now. Great. I didn't, though. You didn't. I also felt quite nauseous. Yeah, you work a bit faster. I recovered faster, but you didn't get sick, so didn't you didn't like sick. not. It was a success. Yes. Yeah. Then we went on the Gringotts ride. That was great. And I did not like that. Mm. That's because before we went on, yeah. these women were like, "What did they? What did they say?" Oh, that, that was a, that was a, there was a big drop at the beginning, and oh, it's so scary. And I I knew that this was a more intense roller coaster than the other one. It's like more traditional roller coaster because you're on a cart. And uh, and yeah, and it freaked me out, and I didn't want to go on then. It was great, uh, and the and the drop was horrible. It was great. The rest of it was fine, but the drop was horrible, so I didn't go on that again. Have you ever thrown up after a roller coaster, Matthew? No, but um, somebody I went with on a roller coaster did throw up after it, 
and uh, oh. it was really funny. Was it Jono? <laughs> no, it was my stepdad's son. We were like that's kind of funny. Fourteen, fifteen, maybe, and we went on. It was in Paris in the uh, Asterix Park. Um, have you guys oh, ever cute. been there? No. It's fun. It's very like, European. Yeah, it's like a more extreme kind of thing. It's it's not like Disney where it's all like I take it back. Yeah, picturesque kind of you know fucking have a look at this thing. Uh, it's more like yeah, that's an actual roller coaster. It's got loops and stuff, and you go on it, and then you get off it, and then you're like, wow, that was intense. And he threw up, and I also was not feeling very well. But after that, I laughed. <laughs> no regrets. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Okay, so everybody, shut up. We are here for important business. Mm. We're here to record a podcast. Wow. I think we already might have started doing that, but that might just no. that's just a hunch. No. Just a hunch. Do not say such things. Water, we're here to talk about a movie. Did you say water? We're here to talk oh, yeah. about a movie. Mache. That's me. And do you know what the movie is called? Do you? It wasn't retirement. <laughs> oh, okay. So you want me to actually answer? Is that the, t- yes, t- the time where we wait for audience participation? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Leave a comment down now. below. Say what the movie is called. We'll wait. We'll wait. Uh, upload it now. <laughs> <laughs> Just a test of how engaged our audience is. <laughs> how, how fast the, the news travels to Mexico. <laughs> do you think that guy from Mexico if he still listens if there's some chance that he still listens do you think he, they're proud that they're like a celebrity on this one show recorded in Ireland <laughs> I hope so let me see <laughs> be amazing. Oh, they love me excuse me we're recording oh, got... a podcast you ignorant bitch can you please go find them and, and like I don't know smash their windows or something Ooh, you know what you do is you have the, the fuck on kill, but you just have fuck in big letters and then underneath some tinier letters, haunt kill. So everyone subscribes because they think it's all about the first part, but then they realize that there's more to it. Mm. And, once, and every now and then I can say, guys, seriously, this time, just get this to this many listens and, and I'll, I'll post a titty pic. And I just never do. Come for the fuck, stay for the haunt kill. It's our new... Exactly. Mm. That should be the new tagline. Yeah. Come for it all. Nope. Get it? No, I prefer the other one. It's a semen joke. Why just spill your beans? Spill your beans. What's that from? That's one of our bits. Whoa. It's, um, I believe it's from The Lighthouse. Yeah, it is from The Lighthouse. The rubber pants. Yeah, rubber pants. Yeah. Willem Dafoe says that. 12 inch Willem Dafoe. Wow. He has a massive willy. That is true. Does he? Uh, that, that's the, that's to... the, that's the, yeah. We don't know for well, sure. Well, the rumor is that. Allegedly, the rumor, they had to what? The rumor is that in Antichrist, they had to, um, they had to Photoshop someone that, or not Photoshop, whatever the freaking CGI, I don't know. They had to CGI. <laughs> they um, ordered somebody they else with a different tune. penis. They, they, they hired they them. That's. They hired someone with a different penis because they're like, no one will believe that it, Willem Dafoe's penis is this big. Whoa. We need to hire a penis double. I'm a oh my little God, bit so it's like Al Pacino's butt double in Friends, but like real life. Mm. That's crazy. 
I'm a little bit um, suspicious of this story because I think I think Antichrist has penetration. So I, I'm pretty sure they just hired a guy with a penis to penetrate somebody because probably oh, Willem yeah, Dafoe true. was like, well, you know. I'm not going to do that. I'm, I'm like, Willem Dafoe. I've got a massive penis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ruin this woman forever. Uh, <laughs> Willem, if you're listening, I'm very sorry. Willem's actually, Willem's a big friend of the podcast. Well, if you're listening, why'd you spill your beans? <laughs> he started the rumor. He's like, oh he's God. like getting up on Reddit like, oh, did you hear about Willem Dafoe's penis? And then he makes another account. And he's like, yeah, I heard it. It's so, so giant penis. I can see Willem Dafoe like laughing like in his creepy way over his laptop doing like hey. I heard Willem Dafoe has an eight pack. <laughs> that Willem, Willem Dafoe, Dafoe is shredded. Uh, Kylo Ren's Dark Killer Base Undercover Boss SNL. Watch it now on YouTube. Hey. Now it's laser time. Pew pew pew. That's another nice thing about Falcon Kill. You know, Falcon Kill, what we sometimes do is we like to, you know, uh, pay it, like, you know, like, um, shout out some nice cultural things that are a little bit smaller than us, you know, that maybe you haven't heard of, like SNL <laughs> or, um, William Defoe's penis. So, wait, Mache. Yeah, that's me. Do you know what movie we're talking about? Because I didn't watch it. We watched the film called Us by director Jordan Peele. Yeah, that's um, crazy. It's a film from a few years ago. I don't last even remember. Year. Was it two years ago it when was, this was released? Last... I don't no, know. It was I saw a year this... ago. It's just that oh, this okay. year has been very long. Yeah, this year has just been unbelievably long. Yeah, for that's those probably listening, true. For those listening from the history books, uh, it's still coronavirus pandemic time. What <laughs> else is happening? There's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of unrest in the world. Um, I would say we're going through some kind of another like race revolution thing. I think that we're fittingly watching the. Right we're fittingly film. watching us. I mean, it's not too fitting. It's more like the director and his work is more so fitting than this film is. I would say. Get out is more fitting. Get out's more fitting, but listen, but... we didn't actually when making our um, schedule, we didn't predict these things would happen. Uh, a lot of things have happened in the world recently that uh, were definitely not part of our. Um, podcast schedule i Things swear the pod- not take into account imagine Weirdly. if we had like the week that imagine if the week that i mean we did we did, recorded an episode our last episode of season one was us being like haha what do you think of coronavirus <laughs> and there was just no episode after that for a month that was the cliffhanger i know um but imagine nice if, if season episode- two ended on the last episode and what we said was like oh do you think something weird is happening in America and then we disappear for another four months? <laughs> That'd be fitting. That'd be pretty fitting. I don't want us to predict things, really. I would rather we yeah. don't. We're like, oh, wouldn't it be crazy if, like, I won the lotto and got, like, 64 billion euro? Wouldn't Whoa. that be insane? Crazy. <laughs> Imagine. Um, talking about, like, I don't know. I think Us is a very fitting film for, for now, but, like, I, I'll, I'll, we'll get to it later, I guess, when we start talking about the film itself. But, Megan, I'm, we'll I'm interested. Why uh, why did you think that, you know, since you're not really into horror films and stuff like that, mm-hmm. why did you think Us is something that you can get through? Um, and, and for reference, I did, I did get through it, which was good. <laughs> um, it's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> Because it had a lot of really like powerful like visual imagery, and okay. I really really enjoyed the trailer 
Um, and obviously, like the the amazing soundtrack, uh, which includes uh, "I've Got Five on it, which was mm-hmm. so good in the trailer that they had to put it in the final film because everyone was like, "It needs to be in the film." Um, is that true? That is true. Um, okay. And have, having like all all of those things so prevalent from the like advertising of it uh, it just it just seemed like a very like said like visually impactful film and knowing that it's Jordan Peele you know that there's going to be so much more to it than just the horror element and then I just read the Wikipedia summary and all the stuff about it when it came out so I wasn't going to be scared <laughs> Okay. That, that's, that's the literal way I was able to get through it. <laughs> okay, that's so. fair enough. So you've seen Get Out before. I literally watched it at double speed just before this podcast. Because I had not seen it before. <laughs> you watched it How at double speed? Of... I watched it at yeah. 1.5 and then I Where? double speeded through. Was it illegal? Um, Don't mention it if it was. <laughs> it was just a, a thing where you can speed up videos through. No, it. the way you watched the movie. You don't need to know where I watched the movie. That's fine. It was on Netflix. Of course. Netflix. It was on Netflix. Of course. It was on Netflix. Yes. Yes. But anyway, <laughs> so I watched it super fast. So, you know, when they were big scary jump scares, they were scarier because they were more sudden. <laughs> so it actually was worse for me. <laughs> so it was pointless, you're yeah. saying. Okay. It's like they hit the deer and it was like, bah! And I'm like, oh no. I watched Get Out on a plane. That was not oh. a great place to watch At it. regular speed. I watched... We've talked about this before in college when we had to watch silent movies and they were so long and I was like watching three movies a week for college already. I would just double the speed on YouTube because silent movies are always on YouTube. So I would just like double the speed and watch them. So then when I would like... In my brain, because there's no... Like they're not speaking. So it doesn't hugely impact the experience until you like... See, like we'd like rewatch certain scenes in class, and I'd be like, oh, "What's going like, on?" Oh. <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh, there was a bit of suspense." Oh, actually, there's been a point to all this, right? Oh, maybe <laughs> I've missed it. But I would like, I would still enjoy them. It was just that I, the experience was different. <laughs> I am <laughs> very largely opposed to watching films in any sort of sped up version. I think it's a terrible thing to do to oh, a film. I, I, I did not, I did not want to watch it in double speed. But by the time I was getting around to watching it, I realized I was either going to watch it faster or I wasn't going to get to watch it. And I'm like, if we're discussing us and we're discussing Jordan Peele, we're going to have to discuss Get Out. And I'd avoided the ultimate spoiler, like I knew the gist. But mm-hmm. like I avoided like the main spoilers of the, the movie. And I was like, look, I've gotten this far. Just, just watch the film. Yeah. So I did it now, and, like, and I would like to rewatch it at normal speed at some point. It's a, it's a way. It's very good. It's a very good film. How does Redbone it... sound in one point five speed? Is Redbone in Get Out? Yeah, it's like one of the first songs that they play. I watched it on a plane. I don't remember. It sounded... <laughs> I think they cut out Redbone because it's too. too, <laughs> too they much cut out a lot on planes. They cut out. Yeah, they cut out the. So I watched Rocket Man. Um, I watched. I saw. So I saw it for the first time in the cinema, and then I saw it again. I watched it again on the plane because I love it. And they cut out um, the sex scene. 
there's a homosexual yeah, but i watched I, homosexual, yeah. but someone else was like watching love hate which is an irish tv show beside me and there was literally like a rape scene and it just like what? wasn't censored what like it I, looked like rape i watched a simple favor and they cut like more maybe than i'm aware of but they cut at least one very gay scene a simple was... favor, by the way, great film. Uh, great film. I've anyway. also only, I also only watched that on a plane, so I yeah, it's the same. I, I've definitely missed something. Exactly, and I'm just there, and I'm like, I thought this film was gayer than this is coming off. And well, then afterwards, I'm like, it was supposed to be gayer. Suspicious. I felt robbed. <laughs> the the thing about a simple favor is it's not like there's no actual gay subplot on it. It's just a little bit gay the way it like the way you, when you watch it, it's like it seems that way, but it's yeah. like. Nobody's really gay in this film. Maybe bisexual. That's yeah. Uh, Blake Lively's character has magnificent gay energy. Yes, I know, but like, it's weird that a uh, 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 an airline would like censor something like that because, well, how do you censor a vibe? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is that here, as we have discovered, they're just censoring anything that seems gay. Oh my god, um, fraternities in America be like. Don't censor the vibe <laughs> when their parties get shut down. Right? Uh, so, opinions on Get Out. Do you guys like Get Out? But that's not the movie we... Are you just asking in yeah, general? But, okay. Yeah, I just want to know before we get into us, like, where, where we're coming, like, what, how we're starting off before we get into us. So, I... So, as we discussed, I watched I watched Get Out for the first time on a plane. Um, and I really, really enjoyed it. I think that the like message the not the message the um I don't know there's a, like a lot of different layers to get out that I really like like there's the racial commentary um which is super interesting um and and also scary like in itself like the whole America's like racial history in general like I think the world's history of like racism is scary but I feel like America's in particular is like horrifying um yeah. and I don't know if that's just because it's the the one that maybe I know the most about um from like school and everything um so that's really interesting and like translating it into a a way of being like hey just because on the surface this isn't an issue anymore apparently it's still very much an issue um and like showing that through horror is really interesting and like the cast is very good um and what else i'm gonna try i've only seen it like once it has a twist oh okay and i love a twist as we've discussed many times um i definitely i want to watch it again because as i said i've only seen it on a plane um but it's one of those things i feel like as you become an adult and you're like this is for me anyway um because i know you're not you're not an adult Uh, no (laughs) Because yeah. like your 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 relationship with films is very different to mine, but for me, I kind of prefer seeing new films rather than like rewatching films. And with like the less free time I have, the more I'm like, oh, I should watch a different film instead of watching that film that I've already seen. And ultimately, I'll be like, well, I'll just watch uh, nothing, and then I go to sleep, or like watch YouTube videos. Which is funny because I'm like the exact opposite. Because I'm like, hey, let's watch a film we've seen before. This there's, is this is really comforting. There's certain films that I do like rewatching, but um, for the most part, it's one of those things where I'm like, I feel like it's a waste of time. 
if I watch something I've already seen before. But I do think I do need to make an exception for films that I saw on a plane, mm. maybe. On a tiny little screen. You don't know what you missed. It's true, I could have missed stuff. Mm. Mate, how do you feel about the movie Get Out? Oh yeah, Get Out. Um, so I've seen it a f- good few times. At normal speed every time. Nice. And not on an That's airplane. That's the right way. Uh, any of the times. And I've seen it like, I, I like I like my hits. I like Get Out. I don't like love it, maybe, as some people do. But I do like it. I think it's a great film. It's very well made. I saw it in a, in a bunch of great ways that kind of that are perfect ways to see this film, I guess. The first time I saw it was on a surprise screening at the Dublin Film Festival. It was the surprise film. So nobody knew Ooh. what Get Out was yet or what you know, what it's going to be about or anything. There was no buzz about it yet. So that's very exciting. Um, so that was pretty cool. And yeah, it was just a, a very white uh, audience, you know, uh, very uncomfortable screening. It was great. Uh, very good time. <laughs> the guy uh, sitting next to me left halfway through. It was great. <gasps> oh my God. Um, what? You know, it was, it's, it's a film festival. It's artsy, you know, and they're playing a, a horror comedy as the surprise film, you know, and the guy next to me was clearly like a film buff, you know, kind of, I don't know. I talked to him just a little while before the screening, but he was clearly like into some, you know, ambitious artsy shit. So mm. I guess that was, <laughs> that wasn't his thing maybe is what, what I'd say to be nice. But yeah, um, I liked it though. I thought it was a good time and I seen it another time in the Savoy in Dublin with a a mixed, (laughs) a lot more mixed uh, audience. And that was a different experience altogether. It was also fun. And I saw it like a few times on Netflix or whatever. I reviewed it and then things like that. And I I enjoyed it. I think it's a great film. The problem I have with Get Out is that it's kind of perfect. It's kind of, it's so, (laughs) you know, it's so well written and everything's so written out in that film that there's really no, it feels kind of safe to me. There's no sort of horror-y, craziness to it you know um it is kind of a crazy film but like the way it's made and the way it's written feels very uh i don't know when i'm watching it i don't i don't get that sort of maybe excitement that i would get from from some other films like that which is kind of what what was lacking for me and get out um but i still went out to see us um in cinemas as well um and i was there i think very close to the premiere or maybe like the second week or whatever i was really looking forward to it um so i did see it in cinemas as well you guys haven't seen it right it was uh, the first time for both of you yeah mm-hmm. this is the first time i've seen it it was one of those where like because i had enjoyed get out so much i remember being really excited um that jordan peele was making another horror film but um then i just didn't get around to seeing it for some reason yeah i feel like Mache, i feel like you and me possibly talked about going to see it yeah and then he probably said something like oh i don't have time for you go fuck yourself <laughs> Yeah, well, naturally. Yeah. Did you watch Us together? Yeah, yes. Wait, we need to know how she felt about Get Out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I thought it was very fast. Yeah. I thought the pacing was poor. <laughs> 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 um, True. But, uh, Fair enough. but no, I really liked it. And I mean, I've I've seen like parodies of it before I saw the movie itself. Um, so I knew of like, some of the motifs and I know like, things to look out for more. So the twist didn't shock me as much because I knew that something like that was coming but then exactly how twisted it was did take me by surprise um, which was fun um, and again coming from somebody who doesn't like horror films at all uh, it got much more psychological 
which made it an awful lot more interesting, I felt. And I think, like, again, like, it being, like, Jordan Peele's, like, first big, like, movie, but, like, in a... A first movie, yeah. In an introspective way. He'd written, like, smaller things before that, though, hadn't he? Smaller films. Well, he he did Key and Peele and stuff like that, but I I don't think he ever did a feature film like that. Yeah, it's like like knowing that he was writing a horror film and he wasn't doing, like, a comedy film was something that I think a lot of people were surprised by at the beginning. Um, Because I was thinking that, you know... There's lots of comedy in that film, though, I I think. It's a very funny film, but I don't think you could define it as a comedy in the way that Keen Peele is a comedy. Mm. Yeah, sure. Um, That's true. Yeah, and and it did surprise me how funny a lot of parts of it were. Uh, Like, his friend is very funny. Uh, And I think you need the comic relief in something that is so... Um, blunt, in in many ways. Um, yeah, but I it was, do. It was fun. I do feel like the best horror films generally have, like the ones that I enjoy the most anyway, are generally like also pretty funny. Mm. Like sure. they're self-aware. Um, like I mean, we've talked about it before that like the genre itself, or at least certain elements of it, are quite like inherently campy. And so it's better when they're like self-aware and making jokes as opposed to like trying to take themselves super seriously mm. because then you're like, you're like, stop, come on. And Get, get Out was totally like that because even though like his friend is just like, I told you not to go into the house, mm-hmm. you know, and that's such a, that's such a hard trope. Don't go into the house. It's obviously haunted, you know, and the house, you know, is haunted in other ways. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's so, it's so obviously uh, a statement on uh, American modern and historical race relations um, and I think that that's, that's an important thing for audiences to get to view and then as you said like Maciej you watched it with a majority white audience at first and you got to see somebody walk out that's amazing that's the dream yeah you to be know. fair, I don't want to put it on the guy and say that he walked out because it was a film about race relations I'm pretty well, sure yeah. he walked out yeah. because <laughs> there was a horror film yeah. although yeah. I no, will I know. never know but True. Maybe Let's he was just actually say he was, was a raging racist. Uh, he was secretly yeah. a Nazi. And, uh, yeah, for sure. That's the world we live in. People are secretly Nazis now. Despicable. Mm-hmm. That is but, unfortunately uh, true. Yeah. It is yeah. true. But yeah, no, it was good, and I, and I would like to watch it again in a slower. <laughs> a bit slower. <laughs> At the right speed. Yes. Like zero point five percent slower. Yeah. 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 Zero point five slower. I don't know. 50% slower a, is what I, I wanted to say. I watched a lot of it in 1.5 speed and then the rest of it in 2 speed. So, you know. It depends. If they started talking, um, I found that the they were speaking very fast. So I had to slow down. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, wow. Never noticed It's a pretty talky film. Yeah, it's a very talky film. It's a good talky film. Mm. All right, okay. so this is Get Out. Like, yeah, I guess you have to mention Get Out when you're talking about Us just because Us is so clearly a second film and a follow-up to something big. Yeah. Um and uh yeah so it's good to kind of get out of the way and know how we're feeling about it so now let's talk about us you guys watched us together for the first time we did it It was it was great we watched it with the entire house yeah Mm, um it was do you want my opinion on the film right now um that's usually how we do it i guess i'd say like a summary opinion then we're going to delve into it and then maybe your opinion will have changed by the end of this podcast yeah exactly so so on the it's very foggy. On the surface, it's really, I don't know. It's, I, I struggle to... because I feel like I liked it, but I wish I liked it more. Mm-hmm. 
Um, the ending in particular was just a bit like, eh, for uh-huh. me. Like the twist to me, like the twist in Get Out is amazing. And I felt like the twist in this was sort of underwhelming. It was mm-hmm. both like, excuse me, to a, to a degree you could kind of predict it. But also I felt like the ending, like the ending happened, but there wasn't necessarily a reason of like why that was supposed to make it more horrible or scary or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it was kind of like, okay, I'm not sure really what that adds to the film. Um, okay. Like, I feel like th- there could have just been a bit more of a, of a climax. And That's a point. On Isn't that always the case? Yes. The point on what you said at the beginning, though, that I think it's going to come back to, at least because I'll definitely bring it up again if you don't, that you were yeah, like okay. on the surface. And I think things being on the surface is a really important theme in it. And again, also like just get yeah. out. Very literally, like things being on the surface and then how things are underneath it. are like, It's such a massive theme and there's so much more to it. So I think that that's just a fun thing to explore. So how do you feel about it, Megan? I really liked it. I mean, obviously, as I said, I did read the Wikipedia summary, and everything it was a bit slower it, than Get Out, it wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I did find that it was just such a long movie in comparison. Um, I was actually surprised in Get Out how quickly things went badly, but again, <laughs> maybe I don't know. I feel like they go bad, but like in Get Out, the twist is like very last minute. There's a couple of twists. In is Get it Out, though? The main twist, where it's when you where you find out um, if you haven't seen Get Out, stop listen, stop listening, stop. Um, the main for me, the main twist is when you find out that the daughter's in on it. No, I think that the first main twist is the sunken place. But what I mean is that the main twist, yes, what gets me more than the sunken place because oh, I'm totally. watching a horror movie, I know what's happening. What gets me more is the fact that the daughter's in on it. That I was shook, and I was that shook like because I was lucky to never have been spoiled or anything for Get Out. Amazing. Like I knew it was about racism. Like I knew there was a thing about like slavery and stuff, but I didn't know really anything else. And like that bit happening, I was like, what? Except I was on a plane, so I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> they were screaming at you, get out, and you're like, but I can't leave. I'm on the plane. Um, I mean, I, I think that, like, the... I think that the, the as I said, the, the plot twist, I think that the kind of the descent into horror happened earlier in Get Out than I expected it to. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, like, obviously makes sense because it's more of a horror film. Um, us became horror very fast it did um like there wasn't really a time for you to just get in and properly get to know this family like it started off being quite unnerving and then continued to get worse um and i thought that was that was more traditionally horror i suppose not that i'm an expert um i agree but the thing about i feel like the thing about horror as well is that like because we've, we've had movies before on the podcast. I can't even think of one because I guess it didn't have as much of an impact on me. Um, when the horror comes much later, I always feel like it's I don't enjoy it as much because it's like, yeah, I'm like watching a horror movie. Yeah, in yeah har- like in, in audition, audition is a great example. And also you can, if you're a listener, you can come back and listen to the <laughs> yeah. uh, episode we did on Audition where Abby complains that nothing happens for an hour in that film. Because it doesn't. Um, There's a part of my notes where I said nothing has happened yet. And that's the thing for me is that, like, 
I really That's enjoyed. When the sack man appears. Yeah, I really enjoyed like the last hour of audition, but there was a whole hour before that I didn't it's enjoy. Not even an hour. Or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, there's so little time, and it's like, if I'm watching a horror movie, I don't think that it cheapens it for it to become a horror movie early. It's like, I don't need the build-up. I know I'm watching a horror movie. I need a little bit of build-up. But I've signed up to watch a horror movie, and I want my fill. Fair enough. And sure, then me, and I'm like, no, we're getting chased too quickly. I'm not ready. <laughs> yeah. Stop. I kind of get that, yeah. I think vibe with it anyway, right? Like you were able to get into it, Megan. Like even though it's so clearly like a horror film, right off the bat. Yeah. Uh, Again, getting rid of the uh, anticipation by by knowing the the key points at which it Mm. was scary helped. Um, (laughs) Because you know I didn't want to have that thing of well I'm not going to be able to look for five minutes. So, um, but no, I, I was able to get into it, and I thought that I thought that it was like there was a lot of very obviously like biblical stuff from the beginning and i liked kind of watching that throughout it and they're all obviously jordan peele loves a good bit of foreshadowing and it was just great to just watch those pieces popping up as it went and like knowing the main twist as like the ultimate twist made it again especially fun to watch knowing that but then also kind of then made me go into a whole like thinking Okay, so knowing what happens at the very end, how does the rest of this fit with that? Mm-hmm. And I'm still not quite sure if I can reconcile it retrospectively in the same way. I don't know. I just remembered something I need to tell you. So it's a weird sound. It's a tweeting. It's a, of a, it's bird. a bird. I was oh, sitting okay. at my desk today, working away. We've got vents in our walls that were put in so it's like I guess a hole and then there's like slats and then there's a cover I don't know it's something I'm sitting Mm. here and I suddenly hear something like rattling and I'm just like I'm just like I look over at my things and I'm like is there I'm trying to think of like what could like like a phone vibrating like I'm trying to like what's over there I'm like looking, I'm looking at my like earrings. I'm like, what is happening? And then I realize, because it was scary because it kept going. I was like, what's happening? And then I see a bird fly by. There was a bird trying to break into my room. I'm afraid of birds. (laughs) It was trying to break into my room through the vent. There was a bird trying to nest. It was trying to break into my room and murder me and shite on me desk. It was doing the birds. What's your opinion on the birds? I've not seen it. Uh, I'm here first of the horror podcast. Don't tell them. (laughs) The birds were real in that film. Uh, Some of them, not all of them. When when she's when she is spoiler alert for the birds, a nearly hundred year old movie. Uh, (laughs) Very nearly, but okay. Uh, In the scheme of filmmaking. When she is attacked, when she is attacked, when she is (laughs) versus novels. I deal in novels what? mainly. I'm sorry, but the numbers stay the same, <laughs> no, Megan. No, but like, re- like, like, film has only been around for like over a hundred years. <sighs> yeah, so, a little bit over a hundred. You know. Okay. Uh, anyway, yeah, anyway, sixty plus the birds years were real. Film, yeah. That's the, all that matters <laughs> is that the birds were real. When she gets attacked by the birds, the birds were real. Yeah. And she didn't know, and they just threw birds at her. That's terrifying. I hate birds. It I is that'd be the worst nightmare. Um, 
Yeah, the birds is overrated, I think. Heard it here I... first. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, anyway, so uh, I watched us for the second time for this podcast. With your sister. With my sister as well. Oh, I also have a sister. She? Why isn't she here? I know. Uh, she's 14 years old, so I didn't mm-hmm. want her to talk about who she wants to fuck from the film Us. Um, <laughs> so but you did her make her this. watch the film Us. She wanted to watch the film. I didn't make <laughs> her watch it. Oh, right. We That's watched better. the. Uh, I, me and my sister watched Get Out a while back because she already wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that it's fine. It's a 15 and she's... 14 i think she was probably 13 at the time the time we saw get out so yeah so me and my sister watched get out and she really liked it and she was into it and yeah so she wanted to watch this because it's the new jordan peele film and we watched it yesterday and she was also she didn't know how she felt about this one um as well which is i think a lot of people's reaction to us when they saw us in in cinemas and we kind of came out i think there was a lot of confusion there was a lot of good critical reception for this film but there was also a lot of confusion and the film definitely wasn't as big of a success or like culturally impactful as get out was um i think mostly because it's definitely not as clear of a film like get out is impossible to misunderstand if you watch get out and you get out of this film and you're like "Hmm, i'm not sure what this film was about then you weren't watching it i don't know at that free time speed i guess that's when you start (laughs) maybe at free time speed yeah that's absolutely when you lose it yeah, well, it's yeah, like it's, it's like anything. It's like I'm trying to think of a good comparison, but the only comparison I can think of is it's like um, Stephanie Meyer releasing Twilight and then releasing The Host. Mm. It's never gonna be Twilight. Kinda, <laughs> I mean, that's that's a true. good that's a good comparison. I know I'm there really was smart. never going to be another Get Out. That's true, but also or I, another I Twilight think, or another Twilight. Or, but you know, you know, Ari Aster released Midsummer, and I think the reception to Midsummer was definitely comparable to Hereditary. Um, I think it in was a lot better. That's true. I think it was better. So I haven't seen Hereditary. I think that it was maybe more like um, broad spectrum better, like um, because because Midsummer is like really aesthetically pleasing. It's like bright and colorful, and it's like maybe a little bit different to most like many horror films on the market at this these days and i haven't seen hereditary but my from what i gather about it it's a little bit more traditional to like like in, absolutely to, the opposite okay fine fuck you whatever uh, sorry I'm just, you're just thinking about what you think so like you i'm just okay. correcting you because i've seen them. <laughs> my opinion is better either way i feel like midsummer is like very colorful and bright and like has Florence Pugh in it it's like everything about it is really appealing to appeal uh, everything about it is is really appealing to like a more broad market and so I feel like it did better for that reason like I see I feel like I've seen more praise for Midsummer than I have Hereditary. I think that Midsummer was more of a blockbuster type horror film than Hereditary was. Hereditary was uh, like more indie vibe scale. It was still quite broadly It released. was still big, but like in comparison to Midsummer, I saw an awful lot more advertising for Midsummer. Everybody was talking about it and it was everywhere. Yeah, I feel, I feel like yeah. in the sense that it, it like it took over, like Midsummer took over Hereditary kind of comfortably. 
not that people forget about hereditary they still consider them like to be a together sort of thing mm-hmm. but like I guess the buzz it was still like okay now it's midsummer yeah yeah whereas I feel like for us I don't think that happened well it like jumping onto onto the onto the notion of color because I I, I love I love the visual things um mm-hmm. us definitely had a stronger color palette but get out was definitely more colorful in that like um, i mean in, in like like okay. i found that us was very monochrome for the majority of it like there were like black white red i felt like those were the like the overarching colors of the entire film and the only parts where it was like much more brightly colored were when it was related to um the the pier and the the arcade yeah. Uh, whereas for Get Out, it felt like there was more of a, there was more of a world outside of it and a more color associated with other elements. And you could see where it was used very like traditional horror, like when things were getting bleak, the colors got darker and, you know, cold whites and that kind of stuff. Whereas Us was more monochromatic. So even looking at it that way, the more colorful, like bigger film came first rather than with Midsummer where it came second. No, but just I, okay, so I feel like Get Out is like a very complete movie. You know? Like it's it's very mm-hmm. everything about it tied up real well. Us doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like it's tied up well. It feels like it is a part of something bigger. Whereas Get Out has a full world. Um and I think that that's what makes it more difficult to kind of connect to us, but at the same time I feel like it feels more like something that's come out of like the Twilight Zone, and which is appropriate because Jordan Peele is doing the, the new Twilight Zone. Yeah, and it like it feels like it's part of that. Like they're all like it's a standalone of something bigger, and I think mm-hmm. that, for me, what I felt like at the end, um, of us was that you know we we had been stuck in a in a very small. This is one, family's story this is one part and then gradually you discover that it's bigger than that and then at the end you discover it's even bigger than that and there's no way that that one film can possibly cover the entire thing because it's not it's not containable whereas I think other horror movies have a tendency to end one way or another whether it's one side like the side of good is victorious and they've you know fixed whatever is wrong or that everything's super bleak and you know that's the end of that Whereas this one doesn't finish. Like this family might be fine, but they might not be fine, and it's still like a a big issue. So I think that's why it was harder for a lot of people to kind of get more out of the film than with Get Out was. I think that's a great point. Um, yeah, there's a there's a few points you made there. Um, in terms of yeah, I think of in terms of audience um, like audiences engaging with us. I think that's probably a good way to put it in terms of yeah get out is a film that's very um yeah complete is a good word probably in terms of just it's it's self-contained that it makes its point and then you're kind of done with it you can watch it again a few times and like find other stuff sure but like there's nothing more to it um i think that the the thing that us is so big and like bigger than what it is in 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 itself i think it's a very horror thing I think it's the thing that makes it a lot more of a horror film than Get Out ever was. Uh, and I think when you think of the big horror films, it's always that thing of, 
well, is it over? Is it, is it, you know, was it just that family that, that went through it or is it going to happen again? Or, you know, what's kind of the implication of the bigger thing? You know, if you think about how oh, the first thing I think about is poltergeist, you know, and like the, the, the Indian burial ground and stuff like that and the ha haunting of the house. And when poltergeist ends, it ends with the whole family being traumatized and going to a motel and kind of closing the door and being like, shit that was fucking harsh and then like the whole film like and then you started looking at the whole film being like well is it about that family then or is it about something else and it is about something else which is what horror films are you know horror films yeah. pretend to be about something and then they are about something else entirely and i think us is a lot more of that kind of film you know like candy man and stuff like that i know that jordan peele loves candy man so i'm sure he loves that kind of mythology part of candy man where there's some weird shit about Candyman and bees and stuff, and you never, I don't know, I watched Candyman only once, and I don't really understand what the thing with Candyman is, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, it's that whole thing of, like, Candyman seems to be bigger than the candy than Candyman the film. And I know Jordan is, is producing the new one as well, and that's all good. So I think that thing about us that made it maybe less popular is actually the thing about us that makes it more of a horror film, that makes it more genre-based and... Um, yeah, and like that. While, you know, with Midsummer and Hereditary, I think that what, what happened there is just Hereditary kind of made ground for Midsummer. Hereditary and Midsummer are, I think, very similar, and they're kind of like, a, you know, a, a Midsummer seems to be just going in the footsteps of Hereditary and kind of expanding upon the thought. So I think people who like Hereditary like Midsummer and vice versa. And it's just one was bigger than the other because it became second and had more publicity and stuff like that. Yeah. While Us was... It's a very different film than Get Out, I would say. Um, but yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna do a hot take while I, while I have the microphone. So, editor, <laughs> please, please do a hot take uh, hot thing. Take. I'm doing hot a hot take. take. Lots of hot, hot takes take. for episodes. My hot take <laughs> is uh, I, I like Us better than Get Out. I think it's, uh, it's more interesting than Get Out. That's my hot take. Hot take. I think I think I would agree with you that Us is definitely more of a horror film than um, than Get Out is totally uh, for sure. Like Get Out is more of a kind of political commentary, kind of satire told through horror. But like horror is kind of just like it happens to be horror, but like horror is not necessarily its main thing. Um, whereas if you like Us, is about something bigger than horror and bigger than itself but also uses horror more to tell the story. Mm -hmm. I also feel there's an element to which, like, I watched it, but I also, like, I watched it and I wasn't, like, super blown away, but I didn't hate it, and I definitely feel like it's one that I, like, want to watch again, not while I'm not taking notes and also when I'm alone. So that is how I prefer to watch movies. <laughs> um, yeah. But... Abby would also prefer the podcast if it was just her talking. That would be excellent. Um, can we arrange that? I think it's it's a, a degree to like where I think I think it's a film that like deserves. I think it's a film that deserves a second watch. Yeah, if that makes sense to kind of to get more out of it because I think there's a lot of films that like you need to watch twice to fully enjoy it, and then like they'll become a film that you really like, but it needs that second well, that's, that, that, watch. That's I can't what think my glory example, says. But... That's what my Blu-ray says. My Blu-ray says demands a second viewing, so I guess they have to be right. Whoa. Damn. They are. They knew what they were doing. They did. And I don't even think it's like... I don't think it's because of the twist, because I, I had an idea that that's what the twist was. 
So, like, I was watching it kind of being like, well, maybe this is what it is. And I don't really think that watching it back would change my mind too much. I feel like it it, it does, like, it gives me more questions. That, but I still think I, I had that in the back of my mind when I was watching it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, as a as someone who watched it for the second time, I, I think my opinion didn't change much. Um, a lot of how you engage with this film has to do with yeah, what are your expectations of it? First of all, because everybody loved Get Out so much. Mm-hmm. Second, uh, how much are you willing to uh, let the film do stuff and you not understand it, and how you know how messy can it get? And well, you know, while you're still uh, happy to go along with it, because it's a messy film. I think it's a messy film. I like it a lot. I like it more than Get Out, but it's a messy film. There's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. going on. Some of it doesn't make much sense <laughs> yeah there's different places you have to go like you have to follow like each are we are we gonna summarize what happens or are we just we're just diving into well, it here's the thing here's the thing about it i i, I made notes from us you know what i mean i i made notes from us right i i made notes as usual while going for the film i don't have a lot of notes not a lot of things really happen in this film in terms of plot mm-hmm. uh i think yeah, there's basically you're saying the film is messy, and I think it's because there's like so many people to follow. Like you have to follow each person, and or at least like for the main family, you have to follow each person and their um tethered equivalent, and like they all have their own thing. And then there's the white family, and you have to follow them. And then there's sort of like the background narrative you're also trying to like work out in your brain, and like yeah. while you're say, for example, while you're like watching Adelaide talk to Red, who is her tethered, Adelaide's the mum, when looking to Adelaide talking to her tethered, you're thinking like, I wonder if what's the daughter's name? Zora. Zora. You're like, I wonder if Umbre, who is who is Zora's equivalent, I wonder if Umbre has caught up with Zora who's running away. I wonder if this is happening, blah blah blah. So it's like your brain is like constantly trying to like think about what's happening yeah. all at once. I, I would argue that like a lot of it's like really disjointed, but at the same time it's very linear. Yeah, and I found it easier than I expected to follow the characters because they it wasn't like a massive cast because it was made up of doppelgangers so yes, you know and I am a bit faith blind so I find it hard when new characters are introduced but it was really easy because they all look the same so I didn't have to I didn't have to contend with having to get used to new faces because they were faces we were familiar with. They were just creepier. Mm. They didn't have eyebrows. Which is my eyebrows to be honest. That's spooky. When I say the film is messy, I don't think it's hard to follow or like, you know, plot wise yeah. it's it's you know you know it's fine. You can follow it and it's easy enough to follow. The thing about it being messy is just in terms of the themes and stuff that kinda keeps going back. And the general like idea of it is well, let's say underexplained to be, uh, you know, to be nice. Um, but the, the the thing about it is, I guess, you know, the, this film dissolves into like an hour long action scene in the middle of it that just True. never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, it's exciting. So it's really hard to take notes from it. Like I, I, I don't know <laughs> what to write. It's just it's shit is happening. It's like, what do you say? Yeah, I, I feel like that might be part of the reason like that maybe took away a bit of my enjoyment is that like for me with the podcast how it usually goes it's always a bit different when there's a guest um but like i am kind of the person who is our reference for what's going on in the movie <laughs> so like that is correct Who's i our write reference? 
What? Who's our reference? Me. I'm the reference for, like, I write down the whole thing. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm kind of focused on being like, oh, what's happening now? Um, And it's also because my, I don't know, my attention span is so bad that, like, my memory is also bad to, to a certain degree. That it's like, I need to write it down so that when we're talking about it, I can be like, oh, yeah, and then this. Yeah. I don't know. So, like, I definitely do think that there's a degree to which I need to watch it. Because I think it's a film that needs your attention. There's certain films, like a lot of films we've done, like horror films, don't necessarily need your attention as much. Like, this is a very intelligent film. Whereas, say, like, I don't know, other films that we've done aren't as intelligent. Go on, name them. <laughs> name the films. Um, what films are not so intelligent? Name yeah, and we, shame. We did have a few stupid films, but <laughs> nothing too stupid. Hmm. I don't know. I think there's also, for me, I feel like a part of a film, a horror film in particular, is that I love it more and I'm more excited by it when I haven't heard that much about it, like when I don't know what's mm-hmm. happening. And I think it's like Us was kind of stale in my mind at this stage. Because I was like, I've heard about okay. it. Hmm. I don't know. But you weren't spoiled on the ultimate spoiler. You just had an inkling. I think I was vaguely spoiled. Mm-hmm. I feel like I saw a meme that spoiled it in some way. Damn those memes. Yeah, I know. But yeah. Um, okay, well then let's try going for it chronologically and we'll see what we got, maybe. Start off with, with Addy as, as a kid. It's 1986. Uh, right before we see Addy, we see a TV playing an ad for um, the thing that happened in America in the 80s, which is a weird thing where people uh, went together and hold hand, held hands in order to fight world hunger or some shit. Apparently. Um, which is a very American thing. If we hold hands, happens. everyone will have food. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently what people did was that a lot of them would donate a tenner to hold their place in the line. And it was like organized way in advance. Yeah. I don't know how the hell they managed to organize that. But then I suppose that also is a, is a thing with the, you know, again, spoiler alert of organizing the rising of the tethers. Like how the hell are you able to manage organizing such a large group? Yeah, those guys can't even, like, speak properly. They can't talk. Yeah. Jesus, I love dance. I don't know, doing something like that is very American because it's like, and I mean it is, it just comes back to, like, the theme of the film. It's very American. Is that it's like, they said on the surface, look, we're doing so much, we're all holding hands Mm. across America. We're just really helping everything. And it's like, on the surface, it looks like you're doing stuff, but you're, like, not. Yeah, like America yeah. is an incredibly superficial place. The people there are quite superficial. Like it's overall superficial. There's well, there's also a big desire to be more superficial and like the desire to be perfect, even if it's not real. And you've got like you've got the dichotomy of people who are so superficial, and then the people who acknowledge that and are so against it that like any element of that that they see anywhere else is like enraging, yeah. and that they're almost like extremist in their in their I don't know. And their distaste of like the certain superficial things that like everybody might have. So it's like there's the two extreme points and there I don't even really know if there's anyone in the middle. There I mean there is, but Yeah, well, there's always in the America on a surface level is just like very it, it, they're always like putting on a show. And to make that point, yeah. like when you say that it, there's very few people in the middle, America's very black and white. And I think everything being black and white is again a big theme across us and then again get out visually yeah. and you know literally true exactly it's true metaphorically yeah. um yeah so that kind of idea of 
holding hands together is kind of one of the motifs, maybe the visual motifs that's going to come back later on. But for now, you just see a TV and uh, yeah, and, and Jordan Peele kind of pulls a Gaspar Noe in this and he does what Gaspar Noe does in Climax. So he puts up a few VHS tapes. That's what TV. it is. I was thinking about it. I was watching it and I was like, this is this is something I've seen this before. What have I seen this in? I hadn't, but I enjoyed it. So now I know it's nice. It you, ne- you should never watch Climax. I won't. Um, I was like, <laughs> I've seen this before. I think it's in some, I wrote it down. Um, 80s flashback TV clip reminds me of something. I was trying to write very quickly, but I was like, this is something we've done in the podcast and it wasn't. Um, but, but we're but going we to do it. Yes, we're going Yay. to. Um, but yeah. So that yes, it was climax. There you go. That's another thing about the, you know we'll talk about climax, but climax does it like everything that climax does to like a crazy amplified degree, where there's like VHS tapes all around the fucking thing, along with books and all sorts of stuff you might need to have some fun with climax. Uh, Jordan just puts a few VHS tapes there, but there are some. There's Chad there, which is I guess the most prominent one, which I guess for some reason is a is a film he wants to shout out. Which is uh, which is a B movie about some people living underground and shit like that. Um, but which is such an obvious foreshadowing for the entire movie. Yeah, it's I didn't know what showed was, so I had to Google it, and I was like, "Hey, so yeah, even, I'm uh, sure there's more in it." But I don't know. I have not seen Chad, <laughs> but um, I hate the title. You know, I... mm. Yeah, it sounds like um, a nickname you'd give to a terrible penis. Yeah. So not Willem Dafoe's. <laughs> Give us a shout out. Say that to the woman in that film. Chad is the only one I've seen, but like, there's also the Goonies. The only I film ever. <laughs> That's the only film I watched. I watched it over and over again. Did they make any other ones? <laughs> There's Chud that... too. <laughs> That's true. Should watch that. Um, there's also the Goonies. You haven't seen the Goonies. I haven't seen the I have Goonies seen either. The, I, ha- oh. I have seen the Goonies. I thought you were saying you um, haven't. I haven't seen the The Man with Two Brains. Oh. I don't know. Ooh, that's quite foreshadowy. Um, that's yeah, and out. then A Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, and then The Right Stuff. <laughs> which is the most random one, I guess. I don't know why they'd have The Right Stuff there. So it's kind of like Climax, but not as fun because the Climax one is fucking crazy and it gives you all sorts of shit and then Climax is about a peop- about people dancing for half an hour. <laughs> There's nothing of any sort of thematic re- relevance to anything uh, for a while. But anyway. I mean, it's about people. I don't know. Climax is... Pr- well, let's not talk too much about Climax. But I mean... I've <laughs> but I feel like Climax in relative to like how it relates to us, I think that it's very much about like how people are on the surface versus how they are when they're faced with something different. Oh wow! Okay, well we'll go back to that on the climax episode <laughs> because I think climax is about some people dancing. But okay, um, yeah, all right. That that's kind of the intro to the film Us, and then we learn. Also, six. Yes. Yeah. So Jordan Peele said that um, the inspiration for using um, the track "I've Got Five on it um, what came from the movie Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know why. I'm guessing that that's in Renault Street in some degree. It's not. Okay, listen. That song, it came pretty simple. I'm making a movie in Northern California that's a Bay Area hip-hop classic, and I wanted to explore this very relatable journey of being a parent, and maybe some of the other songs you listen to. 
um, you listen to back in the day aren't appropriate for your kids. So that was one level. And another part was, I love songs that have a great feeling, but also have a haunting element to them. I feel like the beat in this song, in that song, has this inherent cryptic energy, almost reminiscent of the Nightmare on Elm Street soundtrack. That's totally true. Like, the fact that the song could be used to be so horrifying was, like, excellent. Uh, It is, you know, it's got a creepy beat, you know, to it, for sure, you know. Um, But then also the the Nightmare on Elm Street itself is very obvious... Um, links to it with the with the gloves and with the with the yeah, scissors. Yeah, the gloves mostly. Yeah, um, yeah. it's nineteen eighty six. Uh, Addie's walking around with her parents on a fair. She doesn't talk much. Pretty regular stuff of nineteen eighty six, where the dad doesn't care much, wants to have a beer, and um, yeah. Uh, what what kind of jumps out to me is that everybody's wearing cool shirts of stuff. Addie wins uh, a shirt of Michael Jackson's Thriller. There's a dude in a black flag t-shirt. And generally, that idea of t-shirts, I think, is going to come back. Every character in this film is going to wear something that's pop culture related, um, something personal, and generally something that's going to be something, you know, uh, that's going to visually kind of, you know, uh, be about them, which is, I think, important in this film in reference to how the doubles look. Mm. Um and and um, um, the thriller shirt was the number eleven prize, uh, yes. with the number eleven coming up a lot. Oh, and then there's two uh, L's in thriller, and that's another visual mirroring. Yeah, there's that. Um, so yeah, and so uh, Addie kind of wanders off. Before she wanders off, she sees a dude holding holding out a sign that says Jeremiah eleven eleven. Um, yeah, that's a Bible thing. Um, I read it. It's about Bible stuff, you know evil shit it's about how everyone's gonna die yeah um yeah bible stuff you know uh jordan peele loves his bible stuff it reads therefore thus the therefore thus saith the lord saith therefore thus saith the lord i will bring unto them a disaster they cannot escape although they cry out to me i will not listen to them what the fuck that got to do with It's this all about the movie? destruction of false idols. Then Who's if, the false yeah. idols? But you see, if you want to say that the people on the surface are the, the false idols and they want to replace yeah. them. True. Exactly. Okay. Uh, cool, yeah. So Addie wanders off and onto the beach uh, by herself because her daddy is too busy playing whack-a-mole, which is very 80s. Mm. Um, whack-a-mole, I'm sure, contributed to the death of many families. <laughs> uh, so she goes on to the beach she finds a different attraction that's somewhere there that's open it's weird oh my god what is it she goes in it's a mirror house and ah! she finds a different Addie uh, that looks like herself that's not really happening in one timeline but I'm gonna explain it now because it's gonna come back later but like you know let's not make it more confusing whatever the name um, the attraction has a significant name it's called find yourself Whoa. yeah which is um, yeah literally what what happens <laughs> uh, cut to present time Addie's got a family um, she got a husband she got two kids, a boy and a girl and they're going for um, yeah, a little vacation up in their summer house in Santa Cruz where Addie went on the thing before and saw the fair and everything um, yeah, so we got a, a few like family scenes um, pretty normal banter, pretty funny Nothing too crazy. One thing that I noticed mm. at this point, and it has, there has to be some significance, 
is that, so it looks like they got like fast food, they got like some sort of McDonald's variant that America has, and they're all eating that except Addy. She's just eating strawberries. And something red. Mm-hmm. She's eating something red. Um, yes, that's probably significant. I'm going to also um, say that before this scene, we have the scene with the cage of the rabbits and the, the credits are going over it. Yeah, yeah. The, there's a very nice credit sequence with the rabbits. The music in that is great. There's generally a great soundtrack in this film that I enjoy a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the, and the rabbits are fun, obviously, foreshadowing in themselves. Um, and you've got like, uh, the perfect white rabbit, rabbit, and then you've got like the darker, shadowy rabbit underneath it that's moving about while the other one's being perfectly still yeah that's pretty fun that's true uh yeah the rabbits are fun um i like the rabbits now while we're talking about the rabbits i do have the blu-ray and i watched the special features on the blu-ray they are very very disappointing i have to say um the rabbits a lot of uh yeah it's more like you know it's like it's five to seven minute long materials that are like featurettes on the film and they're not very interesting the most interesting one of them, I guess, is Jordan Peele going on about the film for 10 minutes. Nice. Um, but he's not even... I don't know if he's being asked questions because he's just fucking rambling on about shit. And the thing he says about the rabbits is just a bunch of bullshit. I don't know what he was thinking. He's talking about religion, about rabbits being connected to Easter. He's, uh, he feels like he's making shit up uh, to me. Interesting. Uh, uh, he talks about like yeah rabbits they're like a biblical thing they're like whatever I, I don't know I, I think I think he's talking out of his ass but yeah, maybe I don't know maybe there maybe there is more to the rabbit thing maybe being an American he thinks that it's that bunnies are an awful lot more religiously linked than I think we would consider them um, yeah but I think that I think that even like to, to talk about it being a particularly religious thing which is just religious thing is odd because i think that the most obvious thing about rabbits other than like the you know uh, animal testing is the alice in wonderland references and yeah i think that's much more that's much more obvious the whole looking glass idea and and that kind of thing it, it i think that'd be much more interesting to hear george Peel talk about for 10 minutes yeah, I'd like that more. I, I like the. I mean, I think that the rabbits are more of a visual motif more than anything. I, they, yeah. they look kind of cool, and I like the like the herd thing about them. They they feel like all the same, and it feels like they're moving in a group. It feels very like they they feel very connected to each other. So when there's like a lot of them, that feels like there's something going on there. But like I don't know. I think he's trying to put more into it than there actually is there i don't know which is fine i don't care about it when i'm watching the film i like the visual motif you know we just talk about the duke of burgundy and and you know the the butterflies in that film and peter strickland when he talks about it he says yeah it's it's a visual motif i don't know i just wanted to give something to make it a thing you know (laughs) he's not talking about butterflies being like fucking a reference to this book of the bible or something like that he's just like yeah i, I wanted to give it something that like, makes it visual and is somewhat related to the story i don't know yeah i think that that's a relatable enough point yeah this thing is saying that jordan peele doesn't like rabbits and he thinks that their eyes are unnerving and that if they were humans they would be sociopaths <laughs> probably true well, that is probably true i mean i think that the like the 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 scene in the the house of mirrors when when adelaide first notices that it's not just a reflection and like yeah. she has that big wide-eyed kind of horrifying cartoonish like scream yeah. type like yeah. that that terrified me watching the trailers 
and it was still equally unnerving watching it in the actual film. And I suppose, like, similarly, rabbits don't really have, like, eyelids in the same way we do. They blink weirder, so they're more wide-eyed all the time. Um, but again, I think that that's reading too much into the rabbits on it. But but again, like, like, like from, from imagery, like, it, it does have the unnerving quality, which I think is just trying to get us all feeling unnerved from the very yeah. beginning. I like no the work. rabbits. No I like They're the rabbits. Soft. I just don't like what Jordan said about them. Yeah. Frickin' Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just make There's the movie. both more to it and less to it. Yeah. Just make the movie and shut up about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you can Jeez, do whatever Jordan. you want, Jordan. Um, um, yeah, okay. So, yeah, we go for the rabbits. Uh, we, we see the, the family. Um, and then they go to the beach. Um Right, now, right away we notice that that Addie doesn't really want to go to the beach. There's something wrong going on there. She's like, yeah, maybe we shouldn't go. But she gets convinced because it's a film and we need to go to the beach. And we need to meet the other characters in the film, which is the white uh, white friends. Uh, played by Elizabeth Moss and some other dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, Elizabeth Moss, one of our finest working actresses. Um doesn't have a lot to do in this film, but uh, when she's there, she's pretty great. She does it um, well. Mm-hmm. She does do it well. Um, yeah, so for now, it's just like talking. Uh, the white people are annoying. Um, which is... Heartwheeling. Yeah. Just just a general observation. I'm not talking yeah. about the film. Not really about um, the film, just generally. Yeah. Um, yeah, we get like glimpses of some stuff going wrong. Uh, the boy gets lost. He sees the find yourself thing, which is still there. Um, he sees a dude standing uh, weirdly in a Christ pose on the beach and bleeding from his hand. It's kind of awkward. Um, but generally nothing happens. Addy just gets a little bit stressed out as he runs away. They go back home. All's well. Um, or so they yeah. think. Unless. Unless. It's us. <sighs> one important thing that you missed is that when they rock up to the beach they mm-hmm. see so earlier in the film she's seen the guy with the Jeremiah 1111 thing um, yeah. and then when they're rocking up oh, to yeah. the beach they drive past and there's been like an accident they see an ambulance and I don't know fucking health ambulance people um, and there's someone on a stretcher and he's holding the Jeremiah 1111 sign it's him he died. He him. was standing there all the time, and now he died 20, 30 years later. I'm shocked he's still alive. Honestly, good good even... run for him. Yeah, yeah, pretty decent run. Another thing that I, that I will say that I can probably go into later is the um, the the significance of there being the, the the black family and the white family, and then also that like in the two families, most of the actors are pretty unknown on a large scale, apart from Lupita Nyong'o and Elizabeth Moss. Like, the, yes. the female actresses are the only ones that really are the big names. They're the significant people in their family. And in a different movie, Elizabeth Moss would be the main character. And mm. it's 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 really... It's taking the whole typical horror film and turning it on its head while still playing it out in a different way. And, like, it's comparing these families who are on a similar class level because, like, they both holiday in the same place. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the 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 white family are a bit more pretentious in the way that they do it. Um, 
with their stupid Ophelia Siri wannabe. No, we'll Ophelia. We will get to Ophelia. Um, but I just think that it like it's interesting, like even there, like there's this element of the of the duality and the mirror imagery and then also like our expectations of that going into the film. Yeah, definitely. I, I was thinking about that because it feels to me like, you know, uh, the film makes a point of there definitely being two layers of people or of society. But it does feel to me like it's a bit more complicated, especially with the white family, even though they seem to be the same class um, than the main characters, they do have more shit and they definitely they more brag shit. more about the shit they have. They brag about their backup generator and their house is more flashy, I guess. They have more shit, but I think that there's an element of, like, that's because white people are naturally like, I'm gonna flaunt what I have. Mm. Um, and the fakeness element. And Yeah, the fakeness element. Um, but also, it's possible that that is where they live. Like, we don't know, like, for the... That's true. For the other family, like, they... They're going to, like, their grandmother's house. Yeah, with her grandmother. It's, yeah, so it's, like, their holiday home. You know, for the other family, it could actually be their house. Yeah. So there is also that. But um, but I do think it's more so making a comment on the fact that the white family are just more flashy. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Mm, but useless. Yeah, cool. They're useless. Well, yeah, they can't useless. do anything for themselves. Well, they have lots of things, but they don't have integrity or skills. Yeah. Uh, they do have twins. They uh, do. They're, they're, their daughters are twins, and one of them has a black flag t-shirt again. Wow. It's pretty cool. They're um, they played uh, Emma Green in Friends. Uh, Rachel's baby. They were oh. two out of three crazy uh, triplets who who played her. Wow! What about the triplet? I think the other triplet's just doing her own thing. That's so but strange. these two are going into. Do you think she's ugly? Yeah. Yeah. What it is? Um. Cool. So. Um, yeah. Yeah, we listened to five on it in the car. That's what we wanted to mm. mention as well. It's fun. Yay. And then we go back to the house and uh, Addie is still very, um, very upset. And she starts talking about maybe coming back because, yeah, because she says that there are uh, a few different coincidences lining up. Uh, what she means by that is, I guess, that the Frisbee landed on the blanket while they were on a beach in a weird way. It landed perfectly on the circle pattern. Um, which I don't know. Is it that weird? Yeah, yeah, that's real weird. It's quite a. It's yeah. It's very. It's a yeah. It's a red circle that lands on. I thought it was blue. No, no, no. The frisbee's red. The circle's oh, red. The, the, so it's the, the red blue. taking the place of the existing circle. Okay. But again, you have surface oh, yeah. and you have underneath. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, and that happened. And the the thing with the boy, I guess, is just making her upset. So they have a little conversation with the dad, um, being like, um, "Hey, maybe it's um, maybe it'd be nice to go. I'm feeling kind of um, uh, not great, which is not good for the dad. Wants to have sexy time, but there's no sexy time. Mm. He's sitting there, uh, penis ready. Yeah, penis ready. Very very penis front uh, position, uh, which is what all the girls lo- want. True. Yeah. Definitely. Um, well, I'm sure when Willem Dafoe does it, it's a different effect. But uh, Willem Dafoe anyways. needs um, to be on a football pitch when he does it, because his penis is just so so long. <laughs> what? 
but it's too, it's too big. It can't be contained by trousers. <laughs> so it or, used to be a football pitch. I hate so there's this like a, there's image. A, there's That's why I think about trousers it. Trousers and a football pitch. Think about it. You've never seen Willem Dafoe in a room. <laughs> well, yes, I have. Like a lighthouse, no, which is like what? We've only seen him on set. That was his double. He always has a double <laughs> with a tiny penis. You know what? Another thing about Willem Dafoe is I think he's quite short. So all his height went into his penis. Does that mean that his penis is like up to his ankles or something like that? <laughs> up to his. He was actually he was born he was born with one leg. His penis has just become his second leg. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go that his leg wasn't the penis to begin with. And he has no. no leg. No, he was born with one leg, and the other leg that that we see is actually his penis. Oh, so that's, that's why he a needed twist. a duplicate because he couldn't use his real penis. <laughs> he doesn't show his penis leg. Jordan Peele, I hope you're taking notes because that's a reveal <laughs> for a film. Uh, Get Willem Dafoe on the phone now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they're talking about getting out, um, but right before they're able to, the lights go off. Turns out someone's in the driveway. Who is it? It's your uncle. <laughs> My uncle who? My uncle died 20 years ago. So you thought. Oh my god. Uncle Bob, how are you doing? Shut the fuck up. What have get, you been up to? Get me vodka. I was actually uh, quoting a vine. Am I, am I Russian? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's pretty racist. I was quoting a vine. Uncle Bob Russian. Have you, have you not seen that vine? No. Where there's a man and he's really creepy looking. He looks a bit like Rob Schneider, and he's just like, "It's your uncle." Oh no! And he does oh, it all the Jesus. time. I hate that. That's well, terrible. Yeah, it was your that. uncle. Anyway, no, it's oh my god, there's four people dressed in red, and they look like the family. Unlike the paper cutout figures that were used to advertise for Hands Across America. That's yeah, they, they, they are standing, like, holding hands in the driveway. So everybody immediately assumes they're a family because they're <laughs> holding hands on the driveway, standing creepily. Yeah, um, that's normal. Yeah. They call the police. The police says it's going to take 15 minutes. Um, they say that's too long. So, Which I think is another, like, subtle kind of dig at, like, the police aren't here to help the black people as we're seeing um, today it's like you can't rely on the police you call the police they're gonna take 15 minutes the whole point yeah. of the police is that you call them and you're like i'm in an emergency and i need you now you can so say it's like 911 is a joke so I, in this yeah. town of santa cruz <laughs> so i feel like there's i think there's Reference an element a different of like, song about police <laughs> i feel like there's there's kind of the commentary there of like and again very relevant now that like if you're a black person in America, if you need the police, then like you're as you're as good as dead, because they're yeah. not on your side, and they're not going to be there for you when you need them. So, but they will reprimand yeah. you. And if at this point in the film you didn't catch that, then don't worry because we're going to come back to it. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a lot more. Uh, I think uh, a way that's uh, a lot more in your face which is great as well so anyways yeah um but the dad is like okay i'm gonna defend my family and he takes his baseball bat and he tries to <laughs> there's a it's a pretty funny scene even though it's like it's kind of scary i guess i don't know it's spooky mm. i don't really find the jordan stuff scary i don't find get out very scary 
No. It's unsettling. It's unsettling and there's jump scares. There's more jump scares than Get Out. I didn't find there was any yeah. jump I can't remember jump scares. Uh, the, the deer. deer. The deer. Yeah, the deer is a jump scare. And then also every yeah. single time any of the characters in that family appear suddenly. It's yeah. scary. Like, like, like Gior- Georgina or Georgiana? I just Georgina. saw it on a plane cool. two years ago. Thank you. Magic could answer me. He's a dirtbag. What? Anyway, so any time Georgina appears, it's like, huh! And then when your man runs out Terminator style, that's yeah. terrifying. 100%. Um, more, more jump scares and, more and, jump get, scares out. and get out. Also some in us, I guess, but... But yeah, I think for sure but they're, they're not as scary. Like, yeah, I find the Jordan Peele films, I can, like, they are horror films, but I don't find them scary, so to speak. It's more unsettling. But a lot yeah. of the time, I feel like I prefer unsettling horror films. I think they get me thinking yeah. more. It's not a criticism. I don't care, really, if a horror film scares me. Um, that's not really why I watch them. So, yeah, it's not really scary, but that scene is very funny to me. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, the way that uh, Gabe walks out with the with the baseball bat and tries to be intimidating, and his language changes immediately, uh, it's pretty funny. And um, yeah, well, it doesn't work. You know, it's a horror film. Whatever they they uh, they attack the house. Uh, they get into the house pretty easily. They take away his baseball bat, and uh, yeah, um, and then we find out who they are. So they all sit around the table. We got the big scene where we find out that the family is actually them but they're all dressed in red and and they have scissors and no eyebrows no eyebrows uh they look kind of weird um but it's them their Um, their skin mm -hmm. is more kind of like um pale looking like it's definitely deprived of sunlight yeah got like bags under their eyes Mm. Mm-hmm. Etc. As though they haven't, as though they've been living underground. Wild. Where? Oh, under like in the ground. only film ever, Chud. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. Makes you think. Um. About Chud, yeah. Many things Chud. do. Our favorite film. I'm always thinking about Chud. Always thinking about Chud. That's the new tagline. What do you think about Chud? Believe me. <gasps> I will always be that You will tell me about that and I'll listen. Do, 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 do. Sorry, uh, hey guys, this is this is Mache and, and, and Abby and Megan are here. Hi. Weirdly, we're recording this while we're still all together and I don't have to do this when I'm by myself editing, which is usually how it goes. But now <laughs> we're, we're pre-recording in anticipation. This episode is too long. We've been talking for forever. It's Abby's fault. <gasps> Why? Um, I have so I many know. interesting things to say. In fact, it's probably yeah, my true. fault because you go past things and I'll be like, wait, no, I have real good notes. Hang on. It is Megan's fault. She had sources. Um, I had no, sources. Nothing, nothing in the world is Megan's fault because <gasps> Megan is the nicest person that has ever lived. Can't so not Monday. Megan's fault. Um, but one way or another, uh, this is the end of part one. Um, everybody, please wish Abby a happy birthday. Yay. Why, Abby? Because it's my birthday today. <gasps> happy so birthday. Happy birthday. Thanks, everybody. Happy birthday. I From the future. Thank you. And, um, yeah, this was Fuck on Kill with Megan. Thank you, Megan, for being on the part one episode of this show. Ooh, thank you, guys. You're also on part two. Thank no you. Well, and, you got promoted. <gasps> and uh, all you fuckers listening... Well, that's uh, our fans' next names. Week. 
Yeah. Fuckers. Oh, oh you fuckers. <laughs> well, that's the same as Mark Maron's, like, what the fuckers or whatever he calls them. Oh. He calls them millions of things. So, um, anyways, all you guys and, and, uh, and our Mexican friends, um, please tune <laughs> in next now. week for part two. We're continuing. Bye. And we're going to record goodbye for part two. Bye. Bye. Bye.